Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. You might think it odd that you need to keep the hearing impaired in mind as you're creating audio. But as one of those who is hearing impaired, I would certainly appreciate it if you would keep us in mind. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Over the weekend on Twitter, I posted a little thread imploring my fellow podcasters, specifically podcasters who make audio fiction, to consider the hearing impaired. And I think for a lot of people, it was a bit of a bombshell. They said, well, why would I make audio accessible to deaf people? And it just doesn't make any sense, right? Well, two things. Uh, Yes, it does. Uh, Second thing is, not all people who are hearing impaired are deaf. Yeah, surprise. Another surprise. I'm hearing impaired. I have moderate hearing loss in both ears, certain frequencies, which impacts my ability if I am unaided to just uh, stand and hear things, right? So like a lot of people out there, lots of us out there, we have these little bitty tiny hearing aids on that you can't even see. And many of my friends, when I mention this to them, they're like, I, but that's not you. And actually, yeah, it really, it really is me. But even when I am aided with my hearing aids on, there are still challenges being hearing impaired. And that is that these cool little pieces of technology that are strapped to our ears, while they are expensive and kind of miraculous, they are far from perfect. And they get easily confused by Less than perfect environments is one way to say that. So it really got me to thinking about what it is we podcasters can do to make sure that people who are hearing impaired are able to get our content. Because we all want to make accessible content. Web accessibility standards have been around for a very long time. And mostly when we think about web accessibility standards, we're thinking about them for the visually impaired people. But for podcasting, we not only need to think about those things, because we do, we also need to think about the hearing impaired. So this mini-series this week is going to be all about things we do to improve the accessibility for the hearing impaired. Things you can do as a podcaster to make sure that your audience is able to, you know, hear your content. That's the plan. So specifically what I'm talking about are going to be several things throughout the week. But really what it's going to come down to for this first issue, this first episode in this mini-series, is I want you to think about the mindset. I want you to change your mindset so you're thinking about 
what I think about when I'm listening to content and I can't hear it. And I can't hear it for one primary reason. And that is that certain portions of the show, certain portions of the episode are inaudible or they are recorded at such a low volume comparative with the other content that's in the show or, and this is the important part, the world around me that it makes them difficult to hear. I don't know if you know this or not, but most podcasts are not consumed in a quiet room with quality headphones on. No, they're not. Podcasts, the reason podcasting has exploded is we can take podcasts anywhere we want. We can walk around the city. We can get on a bus. We can drive in our cars. We can listen at the airport on an airplane. Or should I say, you can do all those things. Because you are not hearing impaired. Those of us who are, well, we have the same device as you. We have the same content access as you. But large portions of that content are inaccessible to us because we can't hear them due to the environment in which we are listening. We don't have the choice to always sit quietly in our office, in our quiet office, and listen. Like you, we have lives to lead. We need to go out and experience and enjoy the world, and we would like to take your content along with us if only you would help. And the way you can help is make sure that we can hear it. All of it. Now, there have been some arguments, and we'll get into some of these arguments a little later in the miniseries, that if all of the, all of the audio is made audible, then we're removing somehow some creative, some creative license from the creator, that they are unable to ply their craft as well as they would like to if they are required to make their content accessible to all of us. I find that argument bunk. And I think if you examined it at any great length and detail, typically by substituting the words hearing impaired for visually impaired or any other group that requires some special attention, that you'd quickly find that argument falling apart. It's really the noisy environments I want you to think about. We'll talk about ways to improve that throughout the rest of the miniseries. I also want you to consider this. Fixing your content for the hearing impaired is not a click button solution. Unfortunately, you probably will not be able to just simply push a button at the end and say, make hearing accessible. Nope. It's going to take a little bit more thought, some techniques, maybe some software. Yep, we're going to need all of those things. Also, also, it's not just a transcript. A transcript does not solve your problem. Exporting your audio files at minus 16 LUFs, while it's something that you should do, does not fix this problem. Running it through normalizing does not fix this problem. Just adding some compression 
does not fix this problem. What fixes the problem of accessibility is you, the content creator, making sure it's accessible. Yeah, we'll get into how to do that. I'll give you some resources as this progresses. But for right now, I want you to realize that as more people listen to content, your content, you need to make sure that it's heard everywhere, that they can hear it everywhere. Um, I will tell you this. When I listen to content, I subscribe to a lot of content, as you know. I try a lot of content. And I'm often not in the perfect environment for that content. If I'm in a car or in a busy airport and I can't hear, I stop. I stop listening. And if I was subscribed, I unsubscribed. And I certainly won't recommend it. Because if I can't hear it, somebody else probably can't hear it too. Somebody with even more severe hearing loss than I have. Some that's not correctable like mine is. Yeah. They're going to have an even bigger problem. And that's not good. We can't have these problems. So we're going to talk about ways to make sure this improves for you. We're going to talk about how transcripts can work for you. We're going to talk about the tools you can work. The tools can work for you so that you can help make sure that your audio content for your podcast is accessible so that it reaches the widest audience possible. This is a very personal mini-series to me, and I hope you'll allow me the grace to listen to what I have to say about this issue, even if you're going, eh, sounds kind of hard, Evo. Well, so what? You're the one that choose to pick up a microphone. So we're going to be do that throughout this mini-series this week. Uh, two things. I picked up a podcast movement. You probably already know about buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra since I forced you to go do it. A few of you did. Thank you very much. I've also got a, I'm trying out something called Flick. Not Flickr, but Flick. And on Flick, it's an app you download and we can have a chat. It's a, it's a group, but it's not a group. It's a, it's a Discord server, but it's, but it's not a Discord server. Anyhow, flick. There'll be a link in my show notes, in the episode details. Just click through to the text and you'll find that. Hopefully tomorrow I actually have a short URL I can give out. But for now, just click through and get me to flick. But that's it. Have a fantastic day. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com.
That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.